This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host Nikdha and with me today is News Laundry reporter Akanksha Kumar and former News Laundry reporter who is now a senior reporter at Midday in Mumbai, Gaurav Sarkar. Hello. Hi Snigda, good to be back. So good to have you back Gaurav. Yes, feels familiar. Um, as does the timing which is 8 p.m. as of recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much has been happening. We've got a lot to catch up on. We definitely do, yeah. And uh, for once I feel that uh, Bombay and Maharashtra are keeping at pace with the amount of action that's happening up north. So I guess we'll have a we'll, we'll have quite a bit to talk about on this show. And that's exactly why you have been called to reporters today. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Um, so before we begin, I want to tell all our new listeners about News Laundry. We are a hundred percent ad-free news platform, and we need your support to stay afloat. So please subscribe to us and pay to keep news free. So Akanksha, why don't you share your bizarre news story? Um, I don't have any bizarre uh, news story like in particular because uh, like uh, uh, me and my colleague Nidhi, we've just returned from Hathras and when we went there last week, it was uh, we went there amidst a lot of bizarre news stories around uh, Hathras uh, rape victim. Right. Uh, there was this woman uh, who had come to express solidarity with the family and suddenly she was labeled as Naksal Bhabi. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. I think that was, it was a fake news. Uh, it was fake news, which was uh, kind of picked up uh, by several yeah. channels because she happened to be just a doctor based in Jabalpur and she had come there to offer financial help to the family. Right. Because, I mean, it, it does happen that certain incidents, they move people uh, to the extent that they try and reach out uh, to the family which has been affected. Um, So I think instead of uh, digging into the facts of the matter to call it a Naksal Bhabi and hashtag Naksal Bhabi was trending Mm -hmm. uh, for a good like 24 hours uh, was quite bizarre for me. It was, it was. Uh, What about you Gaurav? I mean, that started on a serious note. Actually, you know, uh, last two episodes of Reporters, because we've been discussing Hatras, we've been skipping the bizarre news section because it just feels weird to you. A little insensitive, yeah. yeah, But you know, I'd just also like to take the chance to uh, just say that I think News Laundry has done some stellar reporting on the case, guys. So, you know, both of y'all have been following the work and uh, it's actually the first platform I go to when I want to know about the case. And uh, I follow you guys on Instagram also as talkerish as that might sound right now. <laughs> but uh, I just want to be kept up to date with the case. So yeah, I think uh, great, great reporting on that front. But uh, you know, another quick question, uh, Akanksha, if you don't mind, is that did any of the news organizations also like endorse this term? Uh, Naksal Bhabi or was it just like a Twitter thing or something? Yes, I think uh, some Hindi news channels, they did okay. try and play it up. Uh, and like one of the notorious news channels, uh, which we all know mm-hmm. is uh, Republic Bharat. Sure. Uh, their reporter actually kind of uh, was haranguing, uh, he was constantly just chasing family members, asking mm-hmm. if like, why is it that very few people are there in, you know, in their house today? And what about that Naksal Bhabi? 
um and she was constantly just chasing them with her mic uh, so it's it's like a mainstream news channel which was uh, kind of uh, trying to pick it up as something mm-hmm. very genuine uh, which was not the case okay so uh, you know just coming back to the bazaar news bit on a much lighter note as yes. uh, since we're doing the bazaar news from this week uh, yeah. it's actually a piece of news from earlier today where uh, there's this company called blue origin which is founded by uh, jeff bezos so uh-huh. they have come one step closer to sending tourists and researchers and other paying customers into space because right. they've recently completed their uh, they have this rocket called the new shepard rocket which completed its seventh successful test flight so oh. i think in the near future we'll be able to just go and see the curvature of earth from space experience zero gravity and come back for like a certain fee <laughs> i mean uh, even spacex had this uh, uh, space shuttle balloon sort of thing that is it's like a short trip up to space right okay okay i, I don't know that. i don't know if they if they actually started it or not but Yeah, I remember reading. So I know it. NASA had something in the pipelines for the longest time. You know, when they wanted to send people uh, just to explore outer space, but uh, it seems like Bezos is beating them to it. Yeah, I mean, all these private <laughs> players in the space, uh, space actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, actually, you know what? That uh, talking about NASA reminds me. I was looking for bizarre news stories, and mm. I just saw that they've made this uh, titanium toilet. like a potty for uh, okay. uh, women especially for women because uh, uh-huh. the toilets that they had earlier in the international space station they were made for men right designed for sure. men so now they've made this new potty that is especially for uh, you know let's <laughs> hope let's hope jeff also has it on his uh, shuttles to outer space yeah so anyway uh, so my bizarre news story is the whole Tanish drama, man. Like it's just so strange oh. that first of all the fact that they had to pull down the ad, and then now um, these people a mob attacking a Tanish store and forcing like the manager who has got nothing to do with the advertisement. Sure. Write an apology. It's just so strange. Uh, yeah. So that is my bizarre news. Uh, all right. So let's begin the conversation with the TRP scam. So uh, listeners in case you're not aware last week the Mumbai police announced that three TV channels including Republic TV of course are under investigation for manipulating TRPs uh, or television rating points right now according to the Mumbai police households were told uh, to keep a certain channel switched on all the time and they were paid in return like even homes which were you know not english speaking uh, they were uh, us to keep all these channels on and they were paid like 4500 bucks every month or something and uh, the basic thing to understand here is that that the problematic trp model in indian television news uh, it basically uh, you know it's like higher the trps the channel has the more the advertisement it gets right and now obviously uh, ads are the biggest source of revenue for these channels so in their battle for eyeballs like a uh, number of tv news channels they've just completely abandoned basic ethics of journalism i mean gorav isn't it funny that it's come to a point isn't it so bizarre actually that it's come to a point where uh, you know selling hate and bigotry for trps has become so normal for these channels that advertisers like some of the biggest advertisers like bajaj and parley they've grown a conscience and they have blacklisted these channels isn't But- it 
strange. Yeah, it is. It is. It's definitely strange. It's also slightly unprecedented. But I think this is also where you know certain sections of the media could probably pat themselves on the back, you know, to just right. be calling out these big brands like how NL did uh, for a while there. And you know, then it just becomes a sort of thing that spirals on social media where people who were n- who were not even aware that these big brands are sponsoring Arnab's shows or like are sponsoring uh, Shiv Shankar's show, mm-hmm. they were not even aware. You know, the normal people weren't aware ki chalo Amul sponsor kar raha hai ya koi aur sponsor right. kar raha hai. But even yeah. they began to call it out, you know. So yeah. while everyone else is out there with this huge banner of Indian media sucks, which is which has no division whatsoever between mm-hmm. the print, the digital, between independent, legacy. Everyone exactly. just wants to come and slam the the. It's it's basically the great Indian media circus. Everyone comes mm-hmm. under one umbrella. Yeah. But this, I think, was a point where, you know, we at least can say that okay, you know, we did a good job here, and we at least mm-hmm. we didn't get uh like the entire Hershey's bar, but we got like the Hershey's kiss. So it's fine. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a good way to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. But coming back to the TRP scam, you know, now um, let's look at it in a broader context because. Mm-hmm. The, the the political scenario in Maharashtra has been heated for the last 60 days. Okay, there's been a lot of back and forth uh, between the MBA and the BJP in the opposition. Hmm. But when we're talking about this TRP scam, let's not forget what preceded it, because the TRP scam, according to me, is an offshoot of what followed before it. Which was the entire fiasco in the SSR case? Yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask you that uh, uh, that do you think you know a lot of people. Said it. This was the first question when this news broke out, right? That this is probably Mumbai police or Maharashtra government's idea of revenge from Arnab after the whole, you know, murder conspiracy that they were going with. Mm, so first of all, you know, if if any, if if we buy into that conspiracy that this is yeah. a so-called revenge, I would say it's not a revenge. It's more like a punishment for dishing out bigotry. So let's. Yeah. I'm just saying that let's let's rewind by about 30, 35 days. You know when yeah. uh, things were es- when things were escalating very badly in Maharashtra and uh, news channels like uh, Times Now and Republic they made a joke out of SSR's death. They politicized yeah. it, mm-hmm. and then came their you know Trump card. Miss Luce Cannon Kamna has <laughs> entered the fray at that time and yeah. decided to call Bombay out of all places POK. Yeah. So I mean, if this was any other, if this was probably any other city, any other running government would be as annoyed uh, with the person who's calling their uh, territory this. You know that you know yeah. I'm I'm in charge of the administration here, and you're actually comparing it with POK. Right. And it's not like you're saying this. It's not like you're saying this about some uh, state or some city that doesn't contribute to 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 the country's GDP, that doesn't provide employment to lakhs of people. It's Bombay, right? So right. the the scales sort of tipped here, and then the BMC came out in full force, started demolishing Kamna's house. But now, more recently, in the last two weeks, actually in the last seventy two hours, Governor Koshyari, who's of the BJP, has uh, had written a very strongly worded letter to the yeah. minister to to uh, Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre, yeah. saying, "Have you turned secular?" You exactly, know, Uddhav, as if that's like a gali man nowadays. Yeah, because Uddhav had visited Ayodhya, you know, after becoming chief minister, after the verdict and all, he had visited Ayodhya, and yeah. it's the Sena, right? So for even grassroots Sena people to hear the word secular, which mm-hmm. they are not, which they don't really resonate with, is mm-hmm. a card that the BJP tried to play. But right. we didn't see Thakre really back off in this case, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we had this entire, we have this TRP scam running side by side by the Mumbai police. Yeah. Now in the TRP scam, there are certain cases that there are certain aspects that seems to be completely irrefutable, you know. There are three eyewitnesses who have come forward, from what I understand, right. and they have told that they were paid anywhere between four hundred to five hundred rupees to keep channels on between two and four in the afternoon. Republic being one of them. 
there were 30,000 such people meter units installed uh, across okay. the country and 3,000 of them were in Bombay itself. Yeah. So it's become a sort of a slugfest between Arnav Navika, Rahul Shivshankar and the Mumbai Police Commissioner as of now. But I think we'll have to wait at least another two weeks to see what exactly is the momentum on this case. You know, it's too yeah. early to uh, say which direction will it be heading in. Is it politically motivated? Is it actually a scam? I think we'll have to wait and watch that. Right, right. I mean, uh, you know, I I think Jayshree had re- written a piece uh, recently, a couple of days ago, uh, and she pointed out how like it's so funny. The whole thing has become so funny because now all these other news channels who do the same thing, like you said, maybe mm-hmm. just a milder version of Republic, right? They've all banded together against Arnab Goswami and his channel. True. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, God of, uh, I just wanted to uh, wanted you to explain to our listeners. Uh, how just the basics of how trps uh, are calculated and what are these people's meters just the basics um from at least from um, from from what i understand uh, there there, is, there are these meters that are placed inside households uh, by bark which is the observatory body in india for television uh, these meters are put into people's households but the the main catch in this entire scenario is that किसके घर में लगाया गया है इज केप्ट एज कॉन्फिडेंशियल इन नेचर बिकॉज यू डोट वॉन्ट टू रिवील दैट डेटा टू द चैनल्स दम सेल्स नाउ इन दिस केस देर हैज बिन अ लीक यू नो विच हैज कॉस्ट द एंटायर फियास्को इन दिस केस बट टी आर पी वर्क्स इफ यू जस्ट लुक एट इट एज अ मैटर ऑफ एन इक्वेशन टी आर पी वर्क्स इन अ मैटर वेर नंबर ऑफ आर्स ट्यून इन टू पर चैनल बाई अ सर्टन हाउस होल्ड एंड यू हैव अ सर्टन सैम्पल साइज ऑन विच यू बेस दिस एंटायर एक्सरसाइज सो ऑल्सो you know i think uh, abhinandan uh, we were talking about it during our edit meeting uh, this whole trp thing and abhinandan was pointing out how the sample size also matters right how from sure. where where all these people like for example i mean uh, all these ratings don't exactly hold true to the south right republic might be the highest rated channel uh, all over the country but if all these meters are concentrated in one particular part of the country then it it is not very reflective of the it's pattern. basically a numbers game and it's basically a number fudging game and in fact one yeah. of the witnesses who came forward in this case also said uh, i mean it was found out by the mumbai police or so they claim as of now that this was a non english speaking family you know who doesn't understand yeah. english so how are you tuning into an english news channel for 3 4 hours every day exactly so uh, i want to tell all our listeners that uh, i mean it is a very shameful moment for indian television news and uh, news laundry we at news laundry do not want to tell you we told you so but uh, i do want to, uh, to draw your attention to the fact that news laundry like gorup pointed out has been consistently highlighting this flawed model trp model over the years right and uh, also if you want to understand this better i think you should read this piece that was written in 2018 by my colleague cherry the report is titled how tv ratings are fixed and uh, you can uh, read the report on newslaundry.com also gorav i mean before we move to akanksha's report i want to talk to you about uh, the recent um, uh, suit filed by a bunch of bo- uh, bollywood uh, producers and production houses right again yes yeah. so uh, this is one of the other things that's keeping uh, the scenario in bombay so hot right now and yeah and as usual as it has been in the past 3 months bollywood is involved it's become a slugfest between between everyone in the industry you know there are people who are divided within the industry themselves mm-hmm. in fact we at the midday have been uh, constantly covering the peripheries of the ssr case you know where no one is deciding to probe and we have some good entertainment reporters who are combining with 
crime reporters to you know bring out good stories for all our listeners across for all our readers across the state so on that particular note i would just want to say that uh, in this in this specific suit civil suit that was filed in the delhi high court by about 38 production houses yeah. and film bodies uh, it was against the republic uh republics arnab goswami it was against navika it was against uh, rahul shiv chankar yeah. and it was basically the civil suit claimed that you know we are not seeking for a blanket ban on the so called investigation of the ssr case but mm-hmm. you have to refrain from showing bollywood as derogatory you know you can't put a blanket statement on it saying uh, it's drenched in lsd quote unquote yeah. or that you know it's uh, yeah. it's a, it's a sea of drugs So you yeah. can't really paint that, and I think we saw a little bit of a preview of this when uh, with Jaya Bachchan in Parliament. You know, like at mm-hmm. that time, most people would have had an inkling that yeah. you know maybe Bollywood is going to strike back or at least say something. Right. But what I really thought fishy when this letter came out uh, yesterday or day before, I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. uh, on second October, which was Gandhi Jayanti, yeah. Karan Johar happened to uh, put up a post on Instagram. and uh, that it it was actually it was it's pretty weird that this letter comes in the aftermath of of that uh, post of karan johar's i'm just looking for it on my phone in that he said that you know we're celebrating 75 years of independence by oh Kami. yes i remember and yes. and he said drawing inspiration from a honorable prime minister who yeah. also seek sustained guidance Mm-hmm. So I mean, what is going on, guys? On second October, you all are putting out this, and then ten uh, days later, you all are saying, "Hey, we are filing a civil suit," but yeah. we are still drawing inspiration from Prime Minister Narendra Modi. I mean, right. h- how do you? H- how does this all add up? <laughs> well, for him, I guess it does add up. I think ma- their main uh, grief is uh, against uh, these TV news channels, right? Not really uh, with the Prime Minister, who mm, they sure. But I mean, at the end of it, uh, you know, if I could just pose a question to you guys, uh, yeah. do you think it's justified to go uh, for Bollywood to go after news anchors and news channels? Uh, I mean, no. even 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 if it's a reflexive rebuttal of sorts, because it's I think it's channel. great. It's great. I mean, uh, uh, I think because um, you know, ever since this whole SSR thing happened, right? We've been mm-hmm. seeing, uh, you know, Bollywood like so many things being said about Bollywood and yeah. everybody, like you said, you know, like this blanket statement. about bollywood being made like everywhere on most of these tv news channels especially right and yeah. which is really not true and we see these i mean now with social media we follow these celebrities personal handles and all of that you know it feels like you know you do know them to a certain extent i don't think all of them are <laughs> uh so yeah i think it's great that uh, bollywood has come together and uh, mm-hmm. is standing up against uh, this Yeah, I think some of these channels and some of these anchors, uh, you know, really had it coming for violating the privacy of uh, individuals in Bollywood. We saw the aftermath where uh, actresses came out and started accusing Anurag Kashyap, you know, which was all just exactly. like reflexive actions to simply keep TRP going. And now we realize that hey, your exactly. TRP is also jacked. So yeah. what the hell were you doing all this time? Yeah, yeah, and also Gaurav, like these people have so much uh, reach, right? It it really makes a difference. uh you know if they stand up to things like these right people it gets people thinking correct but it also raises the question that why does bollywood always rise when it wants to protect it when it, when it only it, wants itself. to protect its own self interest yeah. it's not like you see bollywood rising all the time and we saw that during the ca movement we saw that there were certain sections of bollywood that persistently kept quiet during the entire scenario True. in spite of being you know big shots in the industry well i i don't know i mean 
there there are good things about this that's that's all i have to say no in fact i'm glad you said that there are some good things cuz you know i've lived i've lived in bombay all my life and mm-hmm. uh, i have friends who work in the industry i have good friends i have good close childhood friends who have been a part of the industry since they were 16 17 years old yeah. and let me also say that it's not all glam you know but when i said earlier about bombay and maharashtra providing a substantial amount of india's gdp hmm. you have to look at how much bollywood contributes to that because exactly. it's not only about paying actor salaries you have spot boys you have chaiwalas you have light guys it hmm. provides an income for these guys's families as well so when you say that the industry is drenched in lsd Are you mm-hmm. saying that my spot and makeup boy is also popping some acid papers behind in the vanity van or something? Exactly, exactly. All right. Um, I think it's time to move on to our next topic. Uh, so, if you listen to a news laundry podcast regularly, you will know that two of our reporters, Nidhi and Akanksha, have been consistently following the Hathras story, where four upper caste Thakur men allegedly raped a 19-year-old Dalit girl who died due to severe injuries a few weeks later. Now the state government led by a Thakur chief minister Ajay Bish or Yogi Adityanath and the UP police's response to the case has been uh, unfortunate to say the least right I mean uh, you I guess most of you who have been following the story know that her body was forcefully cremated in the dead of the night against her family's wishes and uh, after the after that the victim's family has been constantly you know made to suffer one humiliation after the other you know from the up police claiming that there was no rape just because they didn't find uh, any semen in the rape examination to rumors of an international plot then to this whole naxal bhabi naxal influence thing and now uh, the latest one being where uh, the upper caste people of the village have banded together and they're claiming that uh, actually it was a case of honor killing uh so now, like akanksha mentioned earlier uh akanksha nidhi both visited the village again and they have filed a new report that is up on newslaundry.com right now uh this and also the latest development in the case is that the cbi has started its inquiry into the case today now um akanksha you had visited the village when the story wasn't even a concern for most national news platforms uh, you know at a time when the victim's family were begging for media to cover the case and now the family is being being um, you know they are being constantly hounded by the media can you can you describe the contrast in some detail and uh, did the family have anything to say about this when you met them this time um see the family uh, doesn't really openly criticize the media because uh, uh, they also know that uh, they needed media to highlight the issue yeah. so when we had uh, met uh, the victim's family when she was admitted at aligarh medical college and this was uh, 26 of september yeah. one of her cousins had actually like begged us with folded hands and even showed us uh, his tweet that he had tagged several news channels then but none of them had turned up yes. to interview the family yeah. uh, till then it was only some local hindi newspapers which had picked up uh, the news story mm-hmm. um and then like i think after her death it was uh, then that the national media suddenly turned its attention because it was a 19 year old dalit girl Mm-hmm. Uh, who had been raped and uh, she had succumbed mm-hmm. um but uh, uh, so of course uh, they have tried 
uh, and put up like a brave face and uh, try to engage with every uh, you know media organization be it print digital or even uh, news channels and uh, it's not just like you know uh, the close immediate family members of the victim who are facing the cameras but even the extended family hmm. uh, which includes uh, the victim's cousins uh, even they have come forward to share details of the incident to share details of what all transpired uh, before the police went ahead and uh, cremated their sister hmm. uh, but now it has like kind of uh, you know uh, spiraled into something crazy uh, and as someone who's just been like observing how they've been dealing with uh, the entire situation hmm. it's actually very sad it also makes you angry um, hmm. and also like i mean this morning i was thinking that uh, in 2012 Uh, when the nirbhaya protests were happening at india gate and i remember as an intern uh, at a news channel i would be sent uh, at the protest site and uh, my role was to shadow reporters who were covering the protest yeah. and at that time also there was a lot of media attention which also explains uh, why this outrage into nirbhaya actually you know compelled our lawmakers to you know relook at everything you know our laws the policing mm-hmm. uh and everything that uh, you know uh, women security like that concerns women security yeah. mm-hmm. here the media attention is just uh, going into like is is touching some you know uh, the rock bottom when it comes to reportage uh, because uh, let's say certain media houses they they got access to called uh, data records yes which exactly were uh, exchanged between the main accused sandeep thakur and uh, the second sim belongs to the uh, victim's family hmm. and these calls are between march 2019 to october 2019 yeah um we so don't they are like, basically using these call records to a uh, propondus conspiracy theory about how uh, this whole honor killing thing right that the victim and uh, this sandeep were actually having an affair yes and yeah. i mean uh, an entire segment was dedicated to uh, explain the context both on z news and on times now uh, mm-hmm. where they kind of uh, branded it as an exclusive uh, without uh, giving due opportunity to the victim's family to respond Uh, to claims of call data records mm. and like in this this was our third trip uh, to hathras and we met victim's cousin uh, outside hathras who is also fearing for his own security because uh, he feels that he may be targeted uh, by the uh, you know sit for taking an initiative in the case right. but he clearly told us that uh, you know these calls would be made by the thakur side to the victim's family often for narega work because the sarpanch of the village who also happens to be a thakur right. uh, would not really call the victim's family directly because since they belong to valmiki caste ha 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 um so again um, uh, one must also uh, remember that there are certain media houses who have been looking for some or the other conspiracy theory in the case and also trying to rule out the caste angle Exactly. Uh, where, whereas when you go to the ground uh, the the build up to the crime 
uh, I mean, it can be explained only through the prism of caste. Right. I mean, uh, you guys have quoted so many people from the Tagore community, uh, and it's so on your face, right? The bias, the caste bias. I mean, they've been living like that, think, thinking like that for uh, hundreds of years, and they've still not come out of that. So yeah, some of those quotes were very shocking. You know, so so from like twenty six uh, September when they were actually wanting some kind of media attention to highlight the issue, uh, to last week uh, when you know one of their relatives was actually uh, kind of uh, telling one media person to just go away uh, because they had just uh, they were running the story on Naxal Bhabhi and it was I think uh, uh, Network eighteen it was News eighteen India. Uh, which had kind of uh, published a, a, a news article on it, and the moment the reporter came inside with a mic, uh, one of uh, their relatives, a uh, lady, she actually told him to just uh, go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like this, Repub- there was a Republic reporter who was constantly trying to, uh, you know, shove her mic and asking if they knew who was this uh, Bhabi from Jabalpur, mm-hmm. and. Almost exasperated, one of their relatives, she says, "Yes, I am from Jabalpur. What is it that you want to say?" Mm-hmm. And it's a very ugly sort of exchange which happens between uh, the victim's relative and uh, this reporter. And you know, one would only wonder that what is it that you are trying to bring out journalistically? There is no fact. Uh, which is kind of coming out of this uh, conversation, or new sort of information which is coming out of this conversation. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's really bad uh, as far as the family is concerned yeah. uh, in terms of them trying to reach out to media. Yeah, uh, Akansha, one of the things that uh, comes out, uh, like comes through uh, very clearly in your latest report, is how now the family is under constant surveillance, right? Yes, uh, that's that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, you had recently written a piece. It was actually an opinion piece, not a report. About uh, uh, you know, it it was uh, titled "Did Adityanath's uh, Police Tap India Today Reporter's Phone?" This was uh, the whole uh, you know when that conversation had uh, been leaked and uh, how uh, trolls, especially from the right wing and many act- many political leaders also, including Amit Malviya, used that to say that you know reporters and journalists were schooling the victim's family to say particular things um uh, can you can you talk a little bit about that so um uh, there is, i mean uh, uh, india today reporter tanushri pandey uh, had done a story on she had basically chased the policemen through the uh, intervening night when the victim was cremated and she was the first reporter to highlight how the police uh, went ahead with cremation against the wishes of the family. Hmm. Um, the next, like, I think uh, just uh, a few days later, uh, it was uh, BJP IT cell chief Amit Malviya who uh, kind of leaked a conversation yeah. that happens between Tanushri and the victim's brother, uh, where she's trying to tell the brother to record a video of his father about uh, pressure from the administration. Hmm. And uh, it was kind of uh, circulated, suggesting that, uh, look, here is a journalist who's trying to tutor uh, Hmm. a particular case study and say certain things on camera. Hmm. It was not the case um, because uh, the father had admitted about pressure from the administration in one of like one or two videos which were released by the family earlier. Um, one such video was shared by Priyanka Gandhi on Twitter, 
and what tanushree was simply trying to do i think was get an exclusive video from the family right. which was misconstrued and misinterpreted by the usual right wing lobby on twitter um but uh, the question which was raised after this episode was why was the up administration uh, recording or phone tapping a particular uh, journalist uh, you know why was why were they trying to keep a tab on journalist hmm. um because as per the different rules uh, prescribed under the indian telegraph act the administration can resort to phone tapping only when there is a genuine concern around law and order hmm. uh here a journalist trying to reach out to someone from the victim's family for a video hmm. uh does not really come across as a law and order situation right right um which is why i think soon after the incident uh, uh, was highlighted the internet freedom foundation hmm. has filed an rti with the home department of up government yeah. asking them to reveal the specific orders uh, which were passed in order to uh, you know uh, record the phone conversation between victim family and uh, the journalist yeah. uh, because uh, we uh, i mean i had reached out to victim's brother and we kind of confirmed it that he didn't have a phone recording app Yeah. uh tanushi on her part would not really you know yeah. uh, do the phone recording and leak it which doesn't right. really work for her right. Right. so obviously it was done at the behest of someone higher up yes. and it was released with the intention to tarnish the image of the journalist yeah. who had projected the administration in a bad light mm-hmm. also uh akanksha i have one more question you know you also met uh, this time when you met uh, went to hatras you also met uh, a lot of uh, upper caste um members of the village right and uh, there is this one quote that is really you know i can't forget uh, i don't remember who exactly told you this but he was like meri antar atma yahi bol rahi hai ki hamare log aise kaam kabhi nahi kar sakte you know because uh, ram ke bhakt aise kaam aise kaam kabhi nahi kar sakte you know something around those lines uh can you talk a little bit about how the upper caste people's uh, response has been in the area of hatras so actually in the last uh, two weeks uh, a lot of representatives from different kshatriya mahasabhas hmm. uh, or let's say the representatives of certain upper caste associations hmm. they are also uh, visiting hatras and their sympathies are with the accused Hmm. um so uh, obviously uh, they are meeting the families of the accused and they are claiming that uh, uh, they have been trapped and that this is a case of honor killing um in the last one week only it happened that all the three accused uh, uh, who all of them are thakurs hmm. they even wrote a letter claiming that they were friends with the victim right um so uh, i mean of course the incident has been politicized quite a lot mm-hmm. uh, with every political outfit uh, trying to take a certain uh, you know stand and use it for their uh, own advantage mm-hmm. uh, the role of these kshatriya mahasabhas in this particular case has been to uh, reach out to the accused who are who belong to the upper caste Yeah. and give this uh, message to the larger uh, thakur community that yes we are one sort of mm-hmm. uh, solid bunch 
of people who are uh, you know our ancestors uh, were lord ram himself and therefore we cannot yeah. do anything wrong or we cannot commit a crime um which is uh, which is kind of uh, unbelievable and hilarious yeah. when you uh, compare the kind of facts of the case mm-hmm. uh, be it the post mortem report yeah. or uh, be it the dying declaration exactly. of the victim exactly. and different video testimonies of the victim mm-hmm. uh, but i think because they are catering to a certain vote bank in the yeah. state uh with the chief minister who also is a pahari thakur yeah. uh you yeah. know why they are invoking god and why they are invoking caste right. and why they are claiming that the accused are innocent right right okay one last thing i just wanted to ask you so today um up government uh, has asked the supreme court to tell the cbi who started its inquiry into the case to share fortnightly reports on the case uh, with the up government no why i don't understand this is this like another way of interfering in the investigation uh yes i mean the up government will try and keep a tab on the ongoing investigation any which way because they have already uh, made a number of errors right when the incident happened mm-hmm. Hmm. so as uh, nidhi has uh, pointed it out in one of her stories yeah. uh, that it took almost 8 days uh, for the police to record uh, the victim statement exactly the huh. girl's family had to you know uh, do a dharna at the collectorate hmm. to just get section 376d added to the fir hmm. so the up government has a lot to explain hmm. uh, also uh, in the uh, allahabad high court hearing Uh, mm. which is going on which has taken suomoto cognizance yeah. of the midnight yeah. cremation yeah. uh all the officials of the up government are being pulled up by the judges mm. uh, be it up dgp uh be it sp who has to appear uh, uh, at the next hearing on 2nd november right. so definitely i think this is just a way to keep a tab on the you know ongoing probe so that they can cover the their own bases and mm. try and you know uh, make up for all the mistakes that they have uh, made in this case but are they allowed to interfere is the cbi obliged to share these reports i i'm i'm not really sure because okay. uh, cbi is a central yeah. uh, investigating agency so ideally they will just uh, uh, sort of uh, release it uh, and present it before the center uh mm. i think but i don't think that they will uh, i mean allow the state to meddle in their affairs in any way right right all right um so before we bring this episode to a close gorov uh you wrote this really heartbreaking but amazing report recently on this 17 year old autistic child called tarun gupta uh from kolaba who got lost in a crowd about a year ago and he's not come back yeah um can you can you tell our listeners a little bit about this story so it's a story that uh, uh, i've been reporting on personally for the past one year for my publication the midday and uh, it's it actually came across as any other missing person story except for the factor that tarun who was 16 at the time when he went missing mm-hmm. uh, he went missing one day uh, in the afternoon when he got mixed up with an election rally that was passing nearby his house so hmm. he was dancing in the election rally and then he got lost and uh, you know landed up at uh, at a certain railway station huh. and there was a lot of controversy following his disappearance because it turned out there was rpf negligence involved and tarun was put on to a different train just so that the jurisdiction of him being a lost person is changed 
which means that the boy could have been found within two days. But as of now, it's been a year. We have the RPF, we have Mumbai police, we have Supriya oh. Sule who's put up these questions in uh, uh, during question hour in Lok Sabha. Mm. And we also have uh, uh, we also have the Human and Child Rights Commission writing uh, to Mumbai police and to RPF and asking them, ki, you know, what is the movement on this case? Mm. Mm. Um, the story of Tarun Gupta actually goes to show not only not not, not only the faults in the in the railway system, particularly mm. because there aren't as many uh, booths where uh, lost children can go to or people can report missing children. Yeah. Not all railway stations have this facility anyway in the first place. But it also draws it also draws a lot of lot of eyeballs towards, especially if a media publication is going to report on it for an entire year. You know, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of uh, bravado for a media organization to chase a story as small mm-hmm. as a missing autistic sure. teenager for an entire year. So I think on that front, definitely hats off to the midday for doing that and for allowing me to pursue that story. You know, because yeah. sometimes as an editor, you don't want your reporter to be coming to you with the with a similar story every month. Exactly. But uh, I think we all at the organization realize that. This is a story that needs to be told. His father has spent lakhs hiring detective agencies. He doesn't have any faith in the Mumbai police or the RPF. He spent he spent lakhs hiring detective agencies to look for his son, you know, before the lockdown. And once the lockdown was announced, he realized that, hey, Mumbai police is not going to do anything. Neither is the RPF and neither is any of the private investigators. That is when in about March, his father, Tarun Gupta's father, Vinod Gupta, who... Uh, you know, him and his wife have been through hell in the, over the last one year. But once yeah. the lockdown started, Vinod and three of his friends, they out of which one is a taxi driver, yeah, three of them yeah. took a car yeah. and they have traveled over 5,000 kilometers all over Maharashtra, Uttarakhand, Madhya Pradesh for the last six months searching for Tarun, you know. And I think one of the only times they came back to the city was, was to attend the festival of Ganpati. And then they went out searching again uh, sometime last month or a month and a half ago. And yeah. that is when Tarun's father, Vinod, Luck by a chance, as as the story goes, happened to bump into a godman in Madhya Pradesh who, hmm. uh, and he's just turned his entire attention towards this. He's just believing in a godman now, you know. Matlab, tumne iska yeah. trust liya system exactly. se. huh. And he's landed up at the foot of some godman in Madhya Pradesh who's telling him that Tarun is safe and sound, look for him close to Bombay. So now the father's entire search plan is is going to be based around this advice coming from a godman instead of advice coming from investigative agencies who have, have been handling the case for a year now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Gaurav, can you elaborate a little bit on, uh, you know, uh, maybe the specificities of the kind of negligence that occurred in this case? Sure. In fact, uh, that is that was when uh, a lot of national media also picked up the story for about a week, 10 days, you know, about Tarun Gupta, because he huh. was in a train from Savanwadi coming back northwards towards Maharashtra. Okay. But an RPF official, Manu Singh Tomar, took him on the train because he looks like an he, because he's an autistic child. He can't huh. talk. He can't huh. communicate properly. So right. they see him sitting on a seat, and then this guy, the RPF official, picks him up from the seat and puts him in the compartment of another train so oh. that he doesn't have to report. Uh, ki meko ek missing child. Wow. Wow. So if this wouldn't have happened, Tarun would have been home within seventy-two hours. You know, if this if this kind of negligence was not there and after obviously you know after this was exposed huh. the, the the punishment meted out to uh, manu singh tomar who's the rpf huh. official and two other people was a mere salary cut of about 15% or t- or Are 10% in fact if i'm not wrong Are you serious yeah there was no uh, forget wow. termination there was no suspension uh, it was just this mediocre f- fine and 
can you just imagine what you know tarun's father must be feeling ki if if it was wasn't for these guys mera beta bhi ghar pe hota tha but and you're actually just cutting their salary by 10 to 15% is that what the value of my son's life is but uh, yeah one year on tarun the, the 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 case as of now keeps growing colder and uh, although although that doesn't deter the family's hope of him returning back home you know like they are they are obviously praying and chasing and doing everything that they can but uh, it's also a story that i think social media can eventually solve you know like my yeah. faith in this particular mm-hmm. case lies in the power of social media because mm-hmm. we've seen what social media can do yeah. you know apart yeah. from uh, baba ka dhaba as well you know mm-hmm. we know that mm-hmm. because these kind of stories move people right it's, it's yeah. something that resonates with a- anyone who reads either the bombay times or the express or the midday it doesn't matter whether you like hard news or soft news or long form mm-hmm. or feature or podcast mm-hmm. because this is the kind of story that if social media tells on a very high high intensity level it could probably solve it right right absolutely no it's a great story and listeners please do read it it's called looking for tarun gupta and it's a series right gorav yes it's actually yeah. been going on since october last year the right. looking for tarun gupta story was published in sunday midday a couple of weeks ago on uh, the one year anniversary of tarun going missing and right. that basically traces the more uh, intricate angles that everyday reportage doesn't otherwise if you want to see the entire chronicles of the case you can just visit midday.com and type in tarun gupta great thank you so much for doing this story and talking to us about it gorav um all right i guess that brings us to the end of this podcast uh we shall finish off with some recommendations Sigma, uh, why don't you go first you're good at recommendations <laughs> <laughs> what that was totally unexpected I, i wanted to say it i wanted to say it before you said it so <laughs> all right so um my recommendation this week is this um, really moving open letter by an amazonian woman her name is nimonte nicrimo and uh, it was published on the guardian it is called this is my message to the western world your civilization is killing life on earth so it's this really moving letter i mean i don't know what mm-hmm. exactly to say about it but maybe i'll just read out an excerpt so she says you are probably not used to an indigenous woman calling you ignorant and less so on a platform such as this but for indigenous peoples it is clear the less you know about something the less value it has to you and the easier it is to destroy and by easy i mean guiltlessly remorselessly foolishly and even righteously and this is exactly what you're doing to us as indigenous peoples to our rainforest territories and ultimately to our planet's climate uh, you should read it <laughs> definitely yeah now now it's your turn gorav <laughs> <laughs> okay so it's uh, i i want to recommend this show on apple tv uh, it's called boys state uh, it's a think of it as a sort of uh, political reality show for teenagers in texas where 1100 young teenagers in texas are put into a week long program by, hmm. by by the government where they have to create the entire governing system governor downwards and like elect amongst themselves yeah. and form like state judiciaries form state representatives party representatives battle it out for votes within a week so it's real raw footage oh. from that week long program in 2018 in texas i think everyone huh. should watch that yeah this sounds really interesting like it's like you know how a lot of schools have these uh, mock un kind of Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So even even in this uh, series they divide the they divide the students into nationalists and federalists which is basically your democrats right. and republicans and yeah. then you have to run for the post of governor. So it's oh, quite wow. cool you get to see how these teenage boys think about politics. Akanksha, 
your recommendation mm, i would like to recommend the loudest voice it is on um, hotstar it's based on uh, fox founder roger iles yeah. who was uh, called out by several women uh, for uh, uh, sexually harassing them hmm. uh, but uh, i think uh, the series also explains the foxification of news yeah how you know he uh, you know how he started selling hate uh, right. to american viewers and uh, propagating that uh, right wing uh, sort of thought uh, mm-hmm. through his channel um uh, so i think and and it's actually very triggering the way he sort of he's uh, been shown mm-hmm. uh, to treat his uh, women colleagues uh, it's quite disturbing that too like in a newsroom Uh, so yeah i think uh, uh, if you're interested in knowing about uh, fox news channel and its founder uh, then maybe you can try watching the loudest voice all right thank you so much listeners if you liked what you heard please do rate our podcast on itunes or whatever platform you tuned into we also have a bunch of other podcasts like hafta and awful and awesome better the rating more the reach and that means more subscribers and that in turn means better content also uh, listeners we're very eager to hear your feedback so please do write to us at contact@newslaundry.com with reporters without orders in the subject line you could also leave your comments on our twitter handle or facebook or instagram and um, with that this podcast is adjourned thank you and see you next week All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.